Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, in the blood. of the Lamb. Of the Lamb. There In the precious blood of the Lamb. Now no one after lighting a lamp covers it over with a container or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on the lampstand so that those who come in may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. So take care how you listen, for whoever has to him more shall be given. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has shall be taken away from him. You can tell by the beautiful singing on that end and the terrible <laughs> singing on this end that we are here this week to tell you that truth matters in a pagan world more than ever. Yes, it does. All right. Hmm. Hi. <laughs> you say that now. <coughs> I am about to ruin your day. Hmm. You can't. I survived Walmart. I'm good. <laughs> Challenge accepted. No. Okay. Who do you think I'm getting? All right. Here we go. I never kid, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die, Mr. <laughs> Bond. All right. I have three. Count them three stories. Uh-huh. Um, no particular order, although the second one is probably the most lighthearted of the day. I guess we'll go with that. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and ruin your day right out of the gate, and then we'll move on from there. Okay. All right. This is a little bit long, so reserve your pitchforks and torches till the end. All right. So, okay. In 2017, mm-hmm. a German man who goes by the name Marco came across an article in a Berlin newspaper with a photograph of a professor he recognized from childhood. The first thing he noticed was the man's lips. They were thin, almost non-existent, a trait that Marco had always found repellent. He was surprised to read that the professor, Helmut Kentler, had been one of the most influential sexologists in Germany. The article described a new research report that had investigated what was called the Kentler experiment. Okay. Beginning in the late 60s, Kentler had placed neglected children in foster homes run by pedophiles. Ah! The experiment was authorized and financially supported by the Berlin Senate. In a report submitted to the Senate in 1988, Kentler had described it as a complete success. Okay. Marco looks like a movie star. He's tanned with a firm jaw, thick, dark hair, and a long, symmetrical face. As an adult, he has cried only once. If someone were to die in front of me, I would of course want to help them, but it wouldn't affect me emotionally, he told me. I have a wall, and emotions just hit against it. He lived with his girlfriend, a hairdresser, but they never discussed his childhood. He was unemployed. Once he tried to work as a mailman, but after a few days he quit, because whenever a stranger made an expression that reminded him of his foster father, an engineer named Fritz Henkel, he had the sensation that he was not actually alive, that his heart had stopped beating, and that the color had drained from the world. When he tried to speak, it felt as if his voice didn't belong to him. Marco was assigned to live with Henkel, a 47-year-old single man who supplemented his income as a foster father by repairing jukeboxes and other electronics. Marco was Henkel's eighth foster son in 16 years. When Henkel began fostering children in 1973, a teacher noticed that he was always looking for contact with boys. 
Six years later, a caseworker observed that Henkel appeared to be in a homosexual relationship with one of his foster sons. When a public prosecutor uh, launched an investigation, Helmut Kentler, who, who called himself Henkel's permanent advisor, intervened on Henkel's behalf. A pattern that repeats throughout more than 800 pages of case files about Henkel's home. Kentler was a well-known scholar, author of several books on sex, sex education and parenting. He was often quoted in Germany's leading newspapers and on its TV programs. The newspaper Die Zeit had described him as the nation's chief authority on questions of sexual education. For much of his career, Kentler spoke of pedophiles as benefactors. They offered neglected children a possibility of therapy. When the Berlin Senate commissioned him to prepare an, prepare an expert report on the subject of homosexuals as caregivers and educators in 1988, he explained that there was no need to worry that children would be harmed by sexual contact with caregivers, as long as the interaction was not forced. The consequences can be very positive, especially when the sexual relationship can be characterized as mutual love, he wrote. I am appalled. You should be. I am... This, if you want to read all of this. No, I don't. Well, I don't mean you particularly. Okay, okay. I meant the you as in the they. They, they, oh my. It's in the New Yorker. It's massive. This isn't even a tenth of the entire story. It traces through um, Marco's brother, Mm -hmm. both biological and foster, how he ended up in foster care, why he stayed in foster care, how many other abuse victims there might have been, the fact that Political parties in Germany are using this story as a way of trying to win elections while paying out damages because they actually commissioned the study. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And it at is, the end of this whole write-up, it is talking about how this individual is, like, dead under the jail, having been beat to death, right? No, not, no. Um, it, this the is, the this foster is a, dad ended up, ended up dying of cancer or something, and I don't remember what, this, what the professor dies of, but, I mean— just but this this is this is at the end at the end of all of all of this article of what happened it is viewed as repulsive and completely degenerate 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 sorry yeah rural yeah exactly <laughs> rural degenerate i mean this is this is abhorred evil at the most well from the new correct? yorker yes but my the point would be that okay this is why christian your ability to think, process, evaluate, and make decisions is so vitally important. This was a government-commissioned experiment. The government paid for this, oh, knowingly putting Children. young boys in households with pedophiles. This is one we know about. Yeah. What else do we not know? Think through <clears throat> that one. Eight boys in 16 years in this man's house? God was too kind to let him die of cancer. <laughs> I mean, this is... The, uh, this and is, the professor this is who, government, who did this. This is government-sponsored. This is academia run amok. In other words, why would we consider pedophiles to be poor caregivers? Because they're sexually because attracted to children, children, you nitwit. Yes, now, they are That sounds evil. obvious to say. When the pagan world allows its pagan foundations to be watered and taken care of for too long, what are the results? 
See the yeah, issue? I do see the issue. I this mean, is you why, can't tell the difference. This <laughs> is why shining the light matters. Yes. Eventually, everything gets found out. It does. If not in this world, in it the world mean. to come. Yes. But the point of the Christian's existence <clears throat> in this world is to preemptively shine the light for multiple reasons. The first would be sin doesn't get repented of until sin is exposed. Yes. So exposing the sin so that the, the salve of the gospel may be applied. That's step one. Yes. But step two is for the betterment of society, the actual betterment of society. I'm always reminded of English um, and British missionaries. Mm-hmm. Because when they went into India, it was the British troops in India that stopped widow immolation. Yeah. And if you have no idea yeah. what that is, they, the, the um, is it Hindu? I don't want to besmirch I, any yeah, other pagan exactly. idolatry, but I believe it's a Hindu practice or an older Hindu practice where when your husband dies, his widow is loaded up onto the raft and pushed out into the river and burned alive with him because she's no good to anybody. Yeah. And it was British troops that said, you do what? Mm-hmm. You like, excuse me? No, we don't. No, 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 no. Well, that's the expression of their faith. No. That's the expression. No. Because it's just objectively wrong. You're enforcing your morality. Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. Killing someone You're innocent darn is right wrong. I'm yes. expressing, I'm enforcing my morality. Every single law is an expression of someone's That's, morality. Mm-hmm. And you can express yours, and I'm going to express mine. I'm Here's be the other lesson. As well. All I'm, cultures are not created equal. No, they're not. No, they're not. And this is the lie of the modern pagan world, is that Western civilization is evil. As far as this planet goes, Western civilization is the pinnacle of philosophical and moral expression of humanity. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Western civilization was built upon Christian principles. Mm-hmm. Economically, socially, militaristically, familially. <coughs> if that's not a word, it is now. <laughs> was built upon Christian Principles. You remove those principles. You remove any benefit that the society gains. Yeah. Because why? what would the Christian response to this be? No, we're not putting children with pedophiles. If you know they're pedophiles, why are they breathing? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. let's, let's start there. So, why, why, yeah, why, no, we're not doing this. No, these people should not be allowed Why does the pagan world do this, though? Because their morality is everybody has free well, love. It could be this... For all we know, this pedophilic, pedophile, anyway, I don't know. This relationship could be beneficial to children. That's insane. Why is it insane? Because professing to be wise, they became fools. Mm -hmm. You're literally seeing your Bible play out. And what I love is that the the punchline is it becomes a political football. Yeah. So by German standards, they paid out a handsome payoff for wronging these this individual these, yeah. so which okay give them you get two brown you get two brownie points for that but at the flip side it then becomes what this is not a morality issue this is a well we can use this to mm-hmm. our advantage issue and now yeah that's just as bad and that's most of what the punchline of the new yorker story is actually about is about the political machinations that are occurring because of this story see we ruin Everything. And pagan society can't even look at a wrong to a child and say, all right, how do we make this as right as we can make it? They say, how can I use Use this this to get more power? Benefit me. 
That's not shining a light. No, it's not. That's engaging in more darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you I was going to ruin your day right off the bat. That you did. See? <clears throat> See, you doubted me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Shall we lighten the mood? Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. How dark is it going to get, the third one? Not bad. No, no. Oh, okay. That, All right, so that was the That worst. was as dark as it gets. That, now we're okay. going to lighten the mood, and then we'll kind of level off. Okay. Think All of right. it like a pl- Think of it like a takeoff. Gotcha. <laughs> Today... We live in a world where business degrees and even entire relationships are conducted behind a screen. Okay. That's a problem, but yeah. as a result, employee frustration and miscommunication is at an all-time high, with tone alone being misinterpreted almost half of the time in email, leading to endless wasted hours and heightened anxiety. <laughs> for better or for worse, digital communication, whether it's through email or direct mass messages on platforms like Slack, don't let us see each other's immediate reactions, which is why we look for ways to politely express irritation. The key word is politely. Okay. But it isn't always interpreted that way. No, it's not. So I let's agree. take a look at the five most common phrases employees use that actually make them passive aggressive and petty. <laughs> So, okay. All right. So they, the, the employees have a problem. No, people uh, have a problem. People have a problem. And we're going to get to that when we get to the end of this, because that's our punchline. Okay. So here are your five passive-aggressive, most-used phrases. This is a way of saying, I'm not happy about something. Without saying. Without I'm saying, not I'm not happy about something. Per my last email. Oh, Okay. What it actually means, you didn't read what I wrote. Pay attention this time. Okay. This is what a boss is writing to. to oh, this just, is what people anybody. are writing in emails or on Slack channes in the offices, things like that, gotcha. messages. Gotcha. Number two, for future reference, what it actually means, let me correct your blatant mistake that you already knew was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Look, idiot. <laughs> you number, already know that's wrong. Number three, bumping this to the top of your inbox. What it actually means you're my boss or employee. This is the third time I've asked you. I need you to get this bleep done. Mm-hmm. Number four, just to be sure we're on the same page. What this actually means, I'm going to cover my rear end here and make sure that, Im- that everyone who refers to this email in the future knows that I was right all, all along. along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to make sure we understand each other, you want me to do X, Y, Z. That's short for everybody knows you're asking me to do this. Five. You know what's wrong. <laughs> going forward, what it actually means, do not ever do that again. again. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. this is fun because here's, here are four things successful communicators do. This, this is awesome. You ready? Okay. Number one, don't respond to messages or emails when you're angry or frustrated. Well, that makes sense, like everything. Number Take a two, breath. assume good intent. Okay. Number three, show empathy and encouragement. Oh, and gosh. number four, avoid digital ghosting. Here's the problem. It. Here's the problem. All four of those steps lead to all five of those statements. Yeah, they do, because you never address the problem. Because I'm not responding when I'm angry or frustrated, which means I sat back, I thought about it, but I was still right. Which yeah. means I need to now come up with a polite, polite way, way to tell you that you're a moron. Yeah, a polite way. Whereas of if I'd responded when I was angry, I would have said you're a stupid moron. Yeah. And then we could have had the meeting about my tone and my language, and we'd have actually dealt with a problem. Uh-huh. Then this. yes, you were right, but that's not how we. If do I this. assume good intent, then I assume that you're competent at your job, and then I have to figure out why are we having these same issues over and over again. If you're competent at your job, why is your email inbox? Uh-huh. A mess. Why do I have to bump things to the top? Why do I have to remind you of the thing I just said? In other words, you're demonstrating yourself to actually 
not be competent. Yeah. Show empathy and encouragement. Care about their feelings and encourage them. Okay. You've heard me use this example before. What's that? Should drill sergeants have empathy and be encouragers? Oh, no. No, no. because they want what? Results. results. Yes, they want results. I remember in public school, when I used to teach in public school, it was, they always told you, start off with how good the teachers are doing and one thing they're doing great, and then you show all the things that they have to be working on, and then the then end, you pull the rug and them. then you wrap it up with reminding them of how great they're doing in the in the job that they're doing. The, yeah, I remember sh- that. Formula. Showing empathy, caring <laughs> about more, caring more about your feelings than I am about the job we're doing is how I end up with, per my last email, or just to be sure we're on the same page. Uh-huh. And yeah. then avoid digital ghosting, which I get that. The reason why people ghost those is because they don't want to be a passive-aggressive jerk, but they also can't be the jerk they actually want to be. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. What is my new favorite phrase that I've been uttering all the time about life? What creates competency? Accountability creates competency. In other words, the reason why drill sergeants aren't empathetic and encouragers is because they don't care. Mm-hmm. They care that you can do the job and do it rightly, which means your feelings and your encouragement level are non-existent. Yeah. I care that you do your job. And if you don't do your job, I'm going to take my foot and mm-hmm. you can fill in the rest because <laughs> I will hold you accountable for all of your failures. Because I hold you accountable for all of your failures, you will become competent whether you like it or not because you will eventually Get tired of a boot up your butt yep. and start actually doing the job you're being trained to do. Yeah. See, don't like being fussed at. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Actually evaluate. The, the problem we've got is we're actually, I'm going to say something so weird. Okay. We are actually too nice. Yes, I agree. We are actually too nice. Yes. We are nicer than Jesus in and a lot of places. because we are too nice, we do not know how to argue properly. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is we argue through name-calling, right, logical fallacy time. Mm-hmm. When I insult you instead of dealing with your argument, what is that called? Um, I don't remember this actual term for it, but it is it's where it's— an ad it's, hominem attack. Yeah, you're, you're attacking the person, not what they're, saying. what they're saying. Yeah. So what happens when I'm angry— and I don't know how to argue with people because we don't argue in society properly anymore. You sound like a kindergartner, you doo-doo head. Yeah, and I throw it's insults like, at them, really? right? <laughs> you stole something. When I assume yeah. that just because it came from you, it's useless. That is appeal to authority, isn't it? No, that's a genetic fallacy. Oh, genetic fallacy, okay. I'm your boss, I'm right. That's an appeal to authority. Yeah. You may be my boss. That doesn't mean you're right. right. But we don't know how to argue in discreet. So when the boss says that, he doesn't know how to deal with someone who asks questions. He doesn't know how to deal with someone oh, yes. who's challenging his authority. When you're rejecting it because it comes from the underling or intern, you're rejecting it simply because you assume they're incompetent. You're not yeah. actually – we're not actually evaluating the work. We're evaluating the people yeah. because we're trying to be empathetic and encouraging. We're trying to assume they're good at this. No. Assume everyone is bad at everything until proven otherwise. That is true. And then allow them the measure of respect that they have earned. Mm -hmm. See how this works? We don't communicate properly. We don't say, that was dumb. No, we we don't. We don't say, I was dumb. We don't explain what I was thinking when I did this. We just, we don't ever evaluate what's going on. Yeah. We do this in the corporate world. We do this in the educational world. We do it in everywhere. Christian, what's supposed to be the marker of all that we are? We're supposed to be marked by 
truth. Yeah. Yeah, talking about not explaining, not not understanding and evaluating. Just this morning, the one of the kids got a Pepsi. And I said, I'll take a swallow of that just to have some because I was thirsty. And our daughter goes, okay, here, and just throws it around the front while I'm reaching back. She didn't put the top on it. So now there's Pepsi on all over the dashboard and the steering wheel. And I was I had I was able to get it cleaned up. So it's probably still kind of sticky by this point. <laughs> but I looked at her and said, Why didn't you put the top on it? And she just goes, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, Well, what's in it? It's liquid. And what does liquid do when you move it quickly? It flies out and splashes. I went, mm-hmm. So let's practice this again. So I gave it back to her. She put the top on it. I got everything cleaned up. She handed it back to me. But she she just didn't think. She was just, you want Pepsi? Oh, here you go. Here's a bottle of water. Here's whatever. And just threw it out there and not once stopped to go, how can I give this to you without making a mess? Or how can I do this where that there's no consequence for it? I like you got to stop. creates competency yes and so now she knows and but, what we end up doing so yeah. often is again we don't evaluate what went wrong we evaluate who yeah. went wrong and you're fired or you're demoted uh-huh. or you're you're reassigned we're not dealing with what happened we're dealing with who happened and we're no longer dealing with the actual issues why because we're too empathetic because we're too nice yeah. we're not willing to say no he's got a track record he messed up why did we mess up what actually happened there is one place where this still occurs okay where is that sports yeah you're right when they have their viewing room or whatever they point out you can't do this specifically american football yeah because what you'll see is film study of everything Uh because we'll show what you did. did now what happens if you consistently do the wrong thing you don't play then what you're demonstrating is you are not capable and we get you out of here yeah but we have to figure out why are you not capable do you just not know or are you physically not capable of doing the thing that you know you're supposed to do yeah. if you're physically incapable we find something else for you or you're just gone yeah but the, that evaluation process is always done why was this throw there mm-hmm. why was that run there why was that block missed yeah because it's an accountability process yeah. christians we shouldn't fear this Mm-mm. We have, again, everything will be exposed to the light. We have the utmost in accountability all the time. Christ is seeing our works. Christ sees, and by all his mercy works. and grace, <laughs> he has approved me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, why do I care what you think? Why am I afraid of what you think? I should be worried about doing my job excellently, not because it's done for you, but because it's done as an offering unto Christ. In other words, I am marked by truth and exposure in this world. Therefore, yeah. there is nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Number three. Number three. The unique, uniquely American epidemic of? Of? Yeah, take a wild guess. What is uniquely the American? The uniquely American epidemic of? Um, okay, hold on. I just actually was watching a TikTok the other day of this guy from the UK who goes, Americans don't have washing machines and dryers in their kitchen. <laughs> That was a weird I wouldn't thing. call that an epidemic. <laughs> I was like, going, no, yeah, we that's, don't. That's a European thing. Yeah, that's a European like, thing. Like, yeah, I'm going to scramble eggs. I'm going to throw laundry in the dryer. I'm going <laughs> to. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think from other worlds what will be uniquely American. The uniquely American epidemic of? CNN. Mass no. killings by firearms huh? grabs most of the attention from the media, politicians, and the public. The big increase in homicides in 2020 and overall violent crime on the rise across many American cities also get their fair share of coverage. 
We know from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention data that just over 100 people on average are killed by firearms in the U.S. every single day. Just know, statistically speaking, the vast majority of those are suicides. That includes crimes, suicides, gun accidents, and shootings involving law enforcement. But how often is someone injured by a firearm in America? Why, how, and what kinds of weapons are used? What are the underlying causes? What's the relationship between shooter and victim? What evidence-based, scalable programs work best to help prevent criminal shootings, accidents, and suicides? On these and other questions, people in public health, criminal justice, policing, and academia admit they lack full and adequate answers. As a result of that and other factors, experts say in-depth gun data collection and sharing in the U.S. is a tangled mess that undermines objective research on programs and policies intended to prevent firearm injury, suicide, and criminal violence. The CDC, under under Dr. Rochelle Walensky, says that we will now, finally, start to change. They have all that information. In other words, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Process this. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention... You can't catch a gun. (laughs) ...are going to study gun violence. That's not their department. Police department should be doing that. That is the state police the department. The American epidemic of mass killings by firearms. So you were never going to come up with that. No, because I nobody was not. thinks of it in because first off, it's not language. mass killing. Well, I know it's not. I know it's not. Again, statistically speaking, when you deal with the hundred people on average killed by firearms in the U.S., don't quote me on these, but I want to say six out of ten of those mm-hmm. are, are um, suicides. Yeah. And then, like, of the other four out of ten, I want to say three are law enforcement and accidental discharge. Yeah. So, yeah, the the number of people killed by private citizens, Mm -mm. by guns through malicious action, is minuscule. Very minuscule. By comparison. Which is astounding, considering we have... Considering how many guns we actually have in this country. Yeah. So, I mean, fun, fun number for you. Private citizens in the United States have more firearms and ammunition than the United States military, all branches, and United States police departments, all departments combined. Yeah. We have more guns and ammo than the police and the military as private citizens. As collectively, <laughs> yeah. You're they right. might have bigger guns and ammo, but we, we have, have more. <laughs> we have more. You, yeah, your big gun runs out. I got a whole bunch of little ones still going. Yeah. Now, when that whole thing about we don't know what's the questions of relationship to shooters and all this stuff, the only reason we know we have shootings is because either police are involved or hospitals are involved. Secondly, those people write down, how did it happen? So they well, have all this information. Oh, they know, they know if it's an extra girlfriend or an extra girlfriend. Well, oh, yeah. they want the CDC <laughs> to collate it, why do they want the CDC to collate it? Oh, because they are slimy slime balls. Now, They're trying to make it a uh, a health thing. Now, here's in where terms you connect. Of, you ready? Yeah. Here's where yeah. we connect everything. This is just wrong. So we're going to authorize a government agency to do things that it has no business doing. Uh-huh. What could possibly go wrong? I mm. mean, it's not like government agencies overstepping their bounds would do something stupid like put children with pedophiles. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It's not like our overly niceness in our society and unwillingness to actually deal with the truth of what's causing problems would ever cause us to do something stupid like close businesses or uh-huh. 
ignore science and say that suddenly for the first time in human history masks work or change the definition of a vaccine like we talked about was that last week or the that week was, before last I think it was last week I, yeah we would never in a million years do anything like that and of course we would why because, because the foundations of our country are being replaced by what foundations None. pagan foundations yeah pagan foundations question i haven't asked you in a long time okay when do the locusts oh. stop they don't they don't stop. They stop when there's nothing else and there when will never be nothing else. When does the pagan worldview look around and say, I like that. This is good. No. It they doesn't know do. how. It because doesn't. it doesn't mm-hmm. have a goal. It doesn't have an end. Why does it not have an end? Because it's literally swimming in quicksand. Yeah. It just knows to keep swimming. That's all it does. Now, fun note, Coast Guard rescue divers. Okay. You know part of their training is how to fight, right? Yeah. Why? Because when you're being rescued in a panic, nine times out of ten, the individual will fight you because not they're not physically fighting in the terms of they they yeah. will fight you to get out of the water and push you under, as and opposed they, to allow them to rescue you out. They and will they will fight yeah. you to be rescued first or to be rescued yeah. second to be not rescued last. Like, no, yeah. yeah, rescue divers actually have to be able to fight. Yeah, aren't they also taught the first thing if they start to fight is to knock you out? Yeah. I it's mean, it's much easier just, to pull you out of the water when you're a limp dead, noodle. Yeah, dead body weight <laughs> is a whole lot easier to move than a fighting body weight. So, but yeah. yeah I mean, why, why is that the case? Because humans yeah. in a panic uh-huh. are, think. We, we do dumb things. Yes, we do. Do dumb things. Um, pagan society, by its definition, is a panic. Yeah. So, what do they every destroy corner. as they're Everything. continually clawing to get out of the quicksand. They destroy everything. And who else do they drown? Oh, everybody else. Everyone else. They don't care. That's why these things matter, Christian. This is why we have to stand firm, and this is why we have to bring Scripture to bear, because there's no other light, no other sword, no other foundation that we can build upon. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It literally doesn't exist. So we have to be willing to say, this is where I stand. This is what I do. Because to do anything else, to stand anywhere else, is to stand with them. Sloshing and flopping around like a lunatic. It won't accomplish anything because it can't accomplish anything. The world will live by lies Mm -hmm. because they will live by destruction because the truth is not in them. Our cure is, don't be nice. Be true. Be firm. Be realistic. Mm-hmm. And do the most gracious and loving thing we can do, which is say, that's sin. Here's a spotlight. Mm-hmm. And burn it like it's a bad vampire movie. I mean, it is October, <laughs> so. There you go. See, that's, that's where these things connect. Nobody in the Berlin Senate sat around and be like, have we considered what we're getting ready to do? I'm sure they are, but they were quieted. <clears throat> I'm sure they were. Nobody writing the passive-aggressive thing thought, well, you know, maybe the fact that we're trying to teach people to be overly empathetic is what's actually creating our passive-aggressiveness. Yeah, passive-aggressive is nothing but And nobody's bothering to look around and go, we want medical communities to study guns. No, 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 I want law enforcement or gun people to study guns. I don't want... Doctors and nurses yeah. and they don't know how they work. They're not pathologists. This doesn't no. make any sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, at the very least, get a data analyst from like an accounting firm to just crunch numbers. If that's all you're actually doing is crunching and numbers, that's all they can do. Because if they're studying quote unquote guns, 
That's what a gunsmith, how they work. Well, then you could at least make the argument that the IRS could study it because isn't that their job is to crunch the numbers, not the CDCs? Do you see what I'm getting at? Yes, I do. Yeah. It makes no sense. Everything in society makes no sense because what is it? It's just thrashing and slashing. They want to make it an epidemic because they want to make it a health thing because they want to win the fight. How do I win the fight when I'm just thrashing for my life? I win it by any means means necessary, necessary, even stupid ones. And... Sometimes you lose your life in fighting stupidity mm-hmm. and doing things. So, yeah. So, what have we learned here today, children? <sighs> Lies will damage our children. Yes, they will. Lies will damage our communication. They do. Lies will be the language of the world. It is. Questions, comments, complaints, send them to info at practicaltheologyministries.com. If you see a story we haven't missed, which, by the way, my queue mm-hmm. of new stories has gotten way too long. Oh, really? I used to be like, like this week we're doing three and I'd have like three or four in the queue and then I'd accumulate. I got like 20 in the queue right now. We're going to be like in January doing stuff from last week. Oh. It's, so. Maybe we need to increase it to maybe five. <laughs> five at I don't time know if we can do up. that much. To keep up. Oh, I'm sure we can. Uh, too much. We might have to do more rapid fire and figure it out as we yeah. go. But yeah. So if you see something that like you, that we've missed, I may be haven't missed it, but if you tell me, then we will make sure that moves to the front of the line because you care. Mm -hmm. And again, as the great prophet Bain once said, we are here to serve you, the people. (laughs) (laughs) So keep your chin up. Christ has not failed. Oh, no. We have Mm -hmm. the light. Not at all. Shine the light. Stand firm on his promises and know that his kingdom is coming and that it is good. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye. Bye.